Hey, and good morning. How's it going on this uh, beautiful Tuesday? You know, it's currently 9.51, and it is a awesome 70 degrees outside already. And that is what I'm talking about right there. It's going to be 85 today. Man, I'm telling you what, so looking forward to it. Dude, yesterday when I got home, I went, uh, got home real quick, like, Put, got some stuff together, like cleaned some stuff up, like in our room, make it a little bit more presentable. We arra- rearranged some things. And then I went outside and was like, you know, pushing my kids on the swing set. And we were playing like on our big tree and everything like that. And um, honestly, like moments like this, like when the weather is really nice outside and it's fun to be outside. And, you know, my, this tree that I have, I, I don't know what kind of tree it is. I think that it maybe is like some kind of like an elm or something. It's whatever it is. It's really strong. Um, and um, it makes the little helicopter seeds. You know what I'm talking about? We always, when I was a kid, we always called them helicopters. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's if that's accurate or not. That's just what we always went by. Um, it doesn't make acorns. I know that. So it's not Oak. Um, but it's a strong tree because I mean, it's been through, since we lived there, it's been through two ice storms, both of which like were no joke, man. And I mean, I'm talking about like branches that normally hang feet off of the ground, you know, like almost out of reach of me. And I mean, I have long, I like, I'm, you know, Taller than the average person, you know, I would say, I think the average height is like 5'9 or 5'10 and I'm closer to six foot, like right at six foot. And I have like long monkey arms. So like, if I like reaching up like full, like tip of my fingers is, you know, probably uh, over eight feet, you know, Um, and like, well, no, not over eight feet because it's my shoulder, right? So, yeah, it's probably close to eight feet, you know, something like that. And, um, like, I like I can't touch some of the branches that were dragging the ground when um, uh, the ice storms hit. And so, like, it's just tough as shit. And we got swings on it. And I have climbed in the tree multiple times. And... I help my kids get in the tree and climb. And it's like, even like the thinnest branches that I'm like, okay, I need to take caution here. Like, you know, cause I've learned from experience, you know, taking falls out of trees and shit. That's no joke. Um, you can still, I can still get up and get around and climb and like, it's tough and it's like broad, it's tall and it's wide. So the shade, like, when the sun is high in the sky, you know, like that time frame from like 10 30, 11 o'clock to like one or one thirty, and it's straight up. I mean, the shade that that tree puts out literally covers the entire like backside of my yard, like where, cause it's, the tree is in the middle of the, the fenced in area for my yard which is probably, I don't know, if I had to pace it out, I think it's like 50 feet, maybe a little bit more than that. 
like looking at it from left to right, you know, and the tree covers the, the entire thing. I mean, it stretches from side to side, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. Um, um, honestly, it's probably bigger than that now that I'm thinking about it when I walked off, cause it's 500 linear feet of fence. And I mean, it's a rectangle, but I mean, still it's not that deep. I, I don't know. It's a big ass tree. But anyway, moments like that when we're out there underneath the shade tree and we're swinging and there's a good breeze out there because it's like right on the side of a hill. And so it gets a good breeze like from the tree, catches some of the wind underneath the branches, like underneath the canopy, so to speak. Um, really nice. It's like hard. It, it's going to be hard to let that particular side of it go. That's the one thing that I'm not looking forward to leaving you know, whenever we do move on from this place, because that's, it's pretty fucking awesome out, out back, man. I mean, that's what originally the house is not the reason that we bought this place because we've done a lot to it since we lived there to the inside to, to make changes and updates and stuff like that. Um, you know, like it's, it, that's the the house was not it it was the yard was the reason that we bought it and it is totally it's been awesome it's an awesome fucking yard so we were out there last night enjoying the weather man and it was great we were outside until we uh we were outside until dinner time and then went in and, and ate and then uh, got done eating, went back outside and played until 7.30, 7.45, went back in, started getting ready for bed. And yeah, man, sort of getting the kids ready for bed. And yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about right there. That's, that's what, that's what I, I love. That's the best thing about the summertime, man, is being able to be outside in the weather, out in the sun, you know, you get a nice breeze going. Like I said, you're hanging out under the shade tree. Man, that's a good spot to be in. I, oh, man, that's a good spot. So we were kind of thinking about it yesterday. Honestly, one thing that my wife brought up, which I was kind of aware of, but I kind of thought that this new house that we're trying to get into was a little removed, but it might not be in the best area of Lexington. Like where it's at right now, I knew that there's a section of it that is like a, kind of a sketchy area. There's like some not so savory apartments that are like, I thought that they were down the road a ways. Like I knew that it was in the general vicinity because the neighborhood that it is in technically like the little, I don't know how they do it. Like in, well, I don't know what you call those in major cities, but maybe it's like a township, I guess, that is in the city. It's called Cardinal Valley is not really that great. It's one of the older parts of Lexington. They changed part of it, got rid of some of the housing, like typical housing from like the forties and fifties. And they put up uh, apartments that became government housing, um, which not saying like anything bad about people who live in government housing. Cause I've, Growing up, some of my best friends were, you know, poor as fuck and came out of government housing. So, like, trust me, I, I've, like, experienced it. I know those people. I know what that's like. But it just, 
as everybody should with the brainstem also knows on average, it's traditionally not the safest place to be in. There's traditionally more violence and um, drug abuse in those areas or, you know, overall just, you know, an overall drug and violent presence in those areas just because it, it just is. It's people who are, you know, down on their luck, downtrodden. The system has failed them um, as it continues to fail all of us in various ways, you know. And so it's just, you know, it is what it is. It sucks. It's not, it's not great. So, yeah, we're, um, she brought that up yesterday and I kind of thought that our house was further away from it than it is, but it's only, it's like less than a mile. And so, I don't know, like, honestly, kind of at the point now where I'm like, which the house, my wife kind of talked me off the ledge yesterday. Our house has only been on the market for like five days, okay? And we haven't gotten a whole lot of traction on it, but it's because it's only been five days. You know what I'm saying? The market's like slowed down in general right now just because interest rates went up. And so it's kind of like making it, it's kind of taking it back to when it was a, real, a little bit more reasonable. So like, it's understandable. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like it's a realistic thing. Um. So like I'm keeping that in perspective, but also like I had this weird wave of like peace last night after we were kind of talking about it, we were bitching like about our realtor and stuff because there's some things that have gone on that like I won't necessarily share because it's stupid. It, it totally inside baseball stuff that are like seem really stupid to us. Things that shouldn't have happened like from, a listing agent perspective, what we expect or what we would have expected that they haven't done or followed through on that I'm not happy about. So we kind of bitched about that a little bit. She brought up the fact that it may not be the greatest area in the world, as awesome as the house is and as great as our street is. Um, you know, it was like uh, still like that's definitely a downside about it, you know, immediate, an immediate downside to it, you know, is, is that like that it's not in the best spot ever. So like knowing those kind of things or knowing that, like being frustrated about the situation, knowing that it's not in the greatest area ever, you know, we're just kind of playing the waiting game because it hasn't been very, a very long time in general. I had this weird wave of peace that I was just kind of like, whatever happens, happens at this point. You know, we've got a big budget to be able to buy from. Uh, like the kind of budget that for like the city, for Lexington, is going to be able to put us in a wide variety of houses. All of them may not necessarily offer all of the, you know, different amenities that, um, you know, we like can currently offer, um, with this one house, you know, like I said, the, the fact that the, we're getting a, we would get like a half acre yard that has a pool, an in-ground pool is not something that very many properties in Lexington offer. As a matter of fact, it's something that very few houses in Lexington have to offer very, very few. It, it really, I mean, if we're speaking honestly, it doesn't happen. 
it's not that's is not a real thing um so you know like with that being said like i would really hate to pass up on this but other things to consider are the fact that like i said it's not in the greatest area ever it's um older it's built in the 40s it's a total you know like built in the baby boom you know after world war ii that's exactly what this house was it was it this was something that's been this was built a long fucking time ago and there's problems that come with that there's great things that come with that like the fact that it's got original hardwood floors it has original doors you know everything the entire back patio is brick you know the driveway is is nice like it's a it's a good sturdy brick home you know but there's also the fact that there's things about it that are 1940s and like that's not great all the time you know it's everything like all that old shit looks good until it breaks and then you got to fix it you know what i'm saying and in a lot of cases some of that stuff when they break it means it's got to, it can't be repaired. It has to be replaced, which is, you know, sometimes is more expensive and that's a pain. So there's that kind of thing to think about because, you know, if all else fails and it falls through, we have the opportunity, it's opened back up for us to be able to get into something that is a little bit newer. We might not get as much room like with the yard and you know that kind of a deal but like still all hope is not lost the the main goal of us moving and that's what i'm trying to keep in perspective the main goal of us moving was to get closer to work that was the number one target of us moving now we happened to find this place that we thought was a dream come true but the main purpose of us moving was to get closer to work and we can still achieve that target regardless of whether or not we get the house that we've already put an offer in on. And that's kind of the thing that I'm trying to keep in perspective. And I thought about that last night. And like I said, like after we talked and, you know, like I cleaned up and we played and everything, I just, like I said, I had just like this wave of clarity when that, that thought hit me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. We have done everything that we can reasonably we got like some painting to do on the inside touch-ups touching up the cabinets touching up a a small portion of the wall in the living room and then where we had a doorway finished that we uh had built i have to paint the other side of that because right now it's just like roughed up it's just got like mud on it uh you know the the drywall mud and and stuff like that and it needs to be like it needs to be made you know cleaner we do those things though, you know, we touch that stuff up. I mean, that's it. There's nothing else that we can do to it to make it show worthy, sell worthy, you know? And um, so like, we, we'll leave it on the market. We have made it to this point and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, that's all we can do right now. She had, my wife had found about 5 million other houses before she found the one that we were really interested in, all of which are within the budget range that we're looking to spend right now and less within like $100,000 really is what, you know, kind of the range that she was in. 
And obviously, like the cheaper that we can go, the better off we'll be as long as it as long as it meets our needs for the amount of bedrooms that we're looking for. And then the fact that it's, again, closer to work, you know, that was the number one thing closer to work. Number two was number of bedrooms, giving everybody the rooms we can we can get those things. And so I'm not going to waste any more time you know, being frustrated or upset or letting it, you know, stress me out and piss me off about it not going the way that I want to immediately because, you know, just because we found something that we thought was going to be like a dream come true doesn't necessarily mean that it is, number one, or number two, that it actually has to be that way in order for us to be happy. So... And I'm like, I'm trying to learn that, like, in general with with other things, not just this home buying process, because this cycle of thought, this has happened to me many times. I do this to myself with a lot of stuff, and I, I make myself unhappy the whole way because I think about, like, what I talked about, I think it was on Saturday, is, like, all of this, all of this work needs to go towards something, But in my head, I'm thinking all of this work has to go to this one house. And I'm not thinking about what the initial objective was. I'm not thinking about what the goal originally was. I twisted the goal to be this thing that we found that we wanted to work out for us, you know, because we we tied a couple of loose ends together and made it work. But it may not necessarily have been the thing that we were looking for anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm trying to keep that in perspective that, like, there was there's was an original goal. There was a thought that got you to this point in the first place that got you looking, that found this, this one thing. You know, there was a thought that got you started in, in the first place. And you need to maintain and you need to remember what that thought was so that you don't lose track of what you're really working for. Because we were never working for this house. The idea was always we are working for getting closer to work and getting a bigger house, more bedrooms, so to speak, for the kids. Like, to put it in perspective for you guys right now, the house that we're living in right now is like 1,800 square feet. Like, between seventeen and 1,800 square feet. It was originally built as three bedrooms with a uh, with a living an entry away living space and kitchen and then a den in the basement so we took those three bedrooms and gave them to the kids and we converted the den into a master suite because there's a big closet and there's a bathroom down there with laundry so we turned it into a four bedroom house or we turned it into a house that is capable of having four bedrooms um you know and it's been very livable We've done it that way since we moved into the house, you know, um, and it's, it is very possible, you know, I mean, through fostering, um, you know, we had, um, through fostering, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, we've had nine people living in that house at one point. And we made, we made it work with four bedrooms that we had to make out of a house that was built to have three bedrooms, two full baths, 
three standard bedrooms, we made it work. We made it happen. And so the whole idea has been, we need to go. We need to find something that has the minimum number of bedrooms that we can get away with, which in this case, we settled with four because the way that we're looking at it is, you know, my wife's pregnant. So we're going to have a baby who is more than likely is going to stay within our room until he or she is at least one because we've done that with all of our kids. We've had a crib in our room that the baby has slept in until at least one. Um, and then we move them to a bedroom, but we've got the three, the three girls plus the boy that we're going to adopt. And so we need at least four bedrooms right now. We need at least four. That way the, the boy can get his own room. The girls can have their own room. And what we would like to do, ideally, I think in my ideal scenario, right, is that we would have, we would have the, the girls would have their own room. And we would break, we would try not to break it up. We would try, like to keep all three of them in their room together. The girls would have their own room. And then eventually we would have room for the baby to go on to their, to his or her room, uh, own room. And then we could have our bedroom back to ourselves. But until then, until that time, a year or so from whenever the baby's born, sometime in December, most likely, um, it would be the other, the fourth bedroom would be like a playroom. We would have the majority of the toys in there, some toys in the boys' room and in the girls' room, but then the majority of toys would be in this other space that they could go and play and, and do them, you know? And so we can still hit that target. That goal is achievable regardless of the house that we thought, you know, was the miracle home that we stumbled across that came into our budget, you know? So I'm trying to keep that kind of thought process in perspective. Now that that's hit me, I feel a lot more at ease. I feel a lot more peaceful. I'm, I'm, you know, happier about the situation. I don't give a shit. We're going to have an open house on Thursday. The sooner we sell it, the better, because it would be cool if we could have this house because it's a really cool house to have. Um, it really is. But if it doesn't work out um, and it takes too long to sell the house and the, the, the sellers back out and want to do something else, it's up to them. They can do whatever they want. You know, we're under contract right now, so if they want to avoid it, they can. I don't care. You know, like I said, it would be cool to get this place. It, it really would be. Um, but if it doesn't happen, then it just wasn't meant to be, you know, whatever, whatever kind of meaning that that is. If it's like a, you know, grand master plan or like predestination or, you know, whatever, like it just wasn't meant to be. So yeah, I'm coming to you guys from a pretty good price right now mentally, as, as far as you know, as stressful as this last week has been, you know, I'm in a much better position right now. And um, yeah, it feels really good. It feels way better than it did. Um, you know, four or five days ago, that's for certain. So yeah. Um, all right, well, I'm gonna get back to work. 
It's good speaking with you guys. Maybe tomorrow I'll have something more interesting to talk about, sports and media, otherwise, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter, I guess. Who cares? Um, but, yeah, I'll uh, catch you guys next time. Deuces.